This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, August 8th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, ASAM Clinical Considerations, Buprenorphine Treatment of Opioid Use Disorder for Individuals Using High-Potency Synthetic Opioids, is in the Journal of Addiction Medicine. These clinical considerations are based on a narrative literature review and expert consensus. They address considerations for changes to the clinical practice of treatment of opioid use disorder with buprenorphine for individuals using high-potency synthetic opioids. The author suggests that the experience of opioid withdrawal negatively impacts the success of buprenorphine treatment and attention to its management before and during buprenorphine initiation should be proactively addressed. Buprenorphine dose and dosing frequency should also be individualized based on patients' treatment needs. Furthermore, the possibility of novel components in the drug supply should be considered during treatment, and all forms of opioid agonist treatment should be offered and considered for patients. Next is a study in JAMA Network Open titled Trends in Alcohol-Related Deaths by Sex in the U.S., 1999-2020. to This cross-sectional study found that age-adjusted alcohol-related mortality rates from 2018 to 2020 increased by 12.5% per year among males and by 14.7% for females during the same period. Females experienced a higher rate of increase compared to males with regard to race, ethnicity, age, cause, and region. In regards to age, the rate of change was higher for non-Hispanic white, non-Hispanic black, and American Indian or Alaska Native women. These results emphasize the need for further research to understand factors specific to women and to target treatment accordingly. A new study in iScience is titled Polysubstance Addiction Patterns Among 7,989 Individuals with Cocaine Use Disorder. To characterize polysubstance addiction patterns of cocaine use disorder, This study used a latent class analysis in participants with a lifetime DSM-5 diagnosis of cocaine use disorder. The analysis identified three polysubstance addiction pattern subgroups among participants, i.e. low, intermediate, or high. After accounting for sex, age, and race and ethnicity, the cocaine use disorder subgroup with high polysubstance addiction had higher odds of antisocial personality disorder, agoraphobia, mixed bipolar episode, PTSD, antidepressant medication use, and STDs. These findings underscore the importance of modeling polysubstance addiction pattern severity and comorbidities when examining cocaine use disorder. Next, we have a study in JAMA Health Forum titled Characteristics and Prescribing Patterns of Clinicians Wavered to Prescribe Buprenorphine for Opioid Use Disorder Before and After Release of New Practice Guidelines. The Educational Requirement for a Drug Addiction Treatment Act waiver was eliminated in 2021. This study compares providers who obtained the waiver prior to its elimination to providers after the change who fulfilled the educational requirement regardless and providers after the change who did not fulfill the educational requirement. The study found that a significant minority of all three groups never prescribed buprenorphine and reported significant barriers to access to psychiatry and addiction specialists. The third group was more likely to work in urban areas and emergency departments. They were also more likely to report prescribing to zero or one through four patients in the prior month 
than the other two groups and less likely to utilize other interventions and monitoring strategies such as in-person counseling. A new article in BMJ Mental Health is titled Prescription Amphetamines in People with Opioid Use Disorder and Co-Occurring Psychostimulant Use Disorder Initiating Buprenorphine. This study examined the effect of prescription amphetamines in patients with opioid use disorder and found that treatment retention was greater in those receiving prescription amphetamines. These results were also true for people with an additional diagnosis of psychostimulant use disorder. The authors conclude that patients with opioid use disorder on buprenorphine should receive treatment with prescription amphetamines when indicated. The next article in Preventative Medicine is titled The Fourth Wave of the Overdose Crisis, Examining the Prominent Role of Psychomotor Stimulants with and Without Fentanyl. This article describes the waves of the overdose crisis, with the first three waves being prescription opioids, heroin, and fentanyl. In 2021, 32% of overdose deaths involved both fentanyl and stimulants. 34% of deaths were from fentanyl alone, and 18% involved stimulants alone. Although there were no FDA-approved medications for stimulant use disorder, contingency management has considerable evidence of efficacy. A meta-analysis has demonstrated long-term efficacy superior to established treatments, such as cognitive behavioral therapy. Our next article, titled Psychedelics as Therapeutics, Potential and Challenges, is in JAMA Psychiatry. In this article, the authors discuss the potential future of psychedelics for treatment of psychiatric and substance use disorders. The authors note that there is limited evidence to suggest that psychedelics may offer benefit, but there remain essential research questions that need to be answered. First, are the subjective experiences that occur with psychedelics intrinsic to or separate from their potential benefits? Currently, there are not standardized protocols for psychedelic use, and research needs to establish therapeutic thresholds including dosing, timing, and what, if any, contextual components are needed. Finally, improved understanding is needed about the mechanisms of action that produce benefit, as these benefits could lead to alternative treatment modalities that provide similar benefits. Our final article, titled Achieving Integrated Treatment, A Realist Synthesis of Service Models and Systems for Coexisting Serious Mental Health and Substance Use Conditions, is in The Lancet Psychiatry. Integrating care for persons with co-occurring mental health disorders is complex. In the United Kingdom, uncertainty exists on how to best employ systems of care for persons with these conditions. This article discusses theories on how to increase understanding of how these services could work in the United Kingdom, answering questions of for whom they would work and in what circumstances. The authors conclude that comprehensive workforce training, supervision, and policy change are needed to provide integrated care. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and acm.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.